Hey, Soulful family, it's your host, Omai, and my soulful secret is that I deal with anxiety. The topic of anxiety is so complex. People have different symptoms and go through different experiences with it. So much so that I wanted to interview multiple people on this topic. First up, we have my cousin Mike, who's going to discuss divorce, therapy, and of course, we're going to share some more of our soulful secrets. All right, Mike, so I got a couple questions about your anxiety. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, when did you, like, start dealing with it? When did you realize you had it? When you even first started dealing with it, did you know that you were dealing with anxiety? Or did you just think you was going through stuff? The first time I started really noticing me dealing with anxiety is when I noticed that I started getting scared for no reason. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, because depending on what's going on with anxiety, you can feel like a massive weight on you, mm-hmm. like somebody's following you. Mm-hmm. There's all different types of types of uh, ways to feel anxious. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's just the act of feeling anxious about something, depending on what it is, or depending on how you react. And I first noticed it when I was first going through my divorce with my ex-wife, mm-hmm. and just the the, the, the nonsense that she put me through with the child support and everything. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I always felt nervous. I felt like I was never going to be able to survive in life. I felt like no matter what I did, wasn't going to be good enough for my kids. And of course, what people thought about me. Because the most important people in the world that I care about would think about me at the time were my kids. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I couldn't provide for them the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thanks to God, I had family support, even like you, helping me, you know, watch them for me and stuff like that. But... It still ate me up inside. And the thing that people didn't realize is that it tore me up inside so bad that sometimes I just wanted to hide. Mm-hmm. And hide as if, like, you're a little kid playing hide and go see. Mm-hmm. But what I was hiding from, I don't know. Now, would you say this was from, like, were people actually saying these things to you? Like, oh, you're not going to be good? Or was it in your head? Mm-hmm. Like, did you, were you judging yourself? Some was in my mind. Mm-hmm. Some were things I've heard from people. Because I don't know if you remember, but around the time... Is when social media started getting really popular with Facebook. Oh, okay. Right. And then uh, Jack had made me a Facebook page. Who was your cousin? Who was my cousin. Mm-hmm. My cousin Jack, right? Our cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and he created a Facebook page for me. And through making the page, he started adding some friends for me. Okay. And through doing that, I obviously had mutual friends with my ex-wife. Right. And she would put comments about me on there. And all her little friends who happened to be mutual friends of mine as well would comment, and I'd be looking at it, it's like, oh, really, this is how you guys, mm. nobody ever talked to me to find out my side of the story. Mm-hmm. They were just riding on her coattail. Mm-hmm. I actually went to therapy for this mm-hmm. for six months. I would have went longer, but the only reason I didn't is because at the time, my job actually paid for, for the, my therapy Okay, that's good. Through my insurance. And after Do y'all this, hear this, jobs? Exactly. Y'all need to start paying for this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and after about six months, it was up to me now to pay the rest. Uh-huh. And at the time, I couldn't afford it because of the uh, child support and everything like that. But, and, and that was another thing that gave me even more anxiety, the child support. Yeah. That, I don't know about any other guy out there who pays child support, but that gave me major... It affected me so bad that even to this day, I have issues with actually buying myself something. Really? Because of the guilt. Yeah. Because I was made to feel guilty to buy myself something because any dollar that I ever made, I should have spent it on my daughters. Mm-hmm. So forget buying underwear, forget buying socks. Wow. 
toothbrush, every penny I spent on myself, from that point on, I felt guilty. To the point where majority of my stuff that I have, my wife buys for me. I'm still working on it. I'm 38 years old. Mm. I've gotten better mm. over the years with the help of my wife. But when I first met her, I would ask her, yo, can you buy this for me? I'm, mind you, I'm giving her the money to get it for me. Mm-hmm. All she's doing is clicking submit. Oh, you mean like even physically making the transaction? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because their mother always found some way to make me feel guilty. Right. When I would buy myself something. Because if I bought myself something and not them, I was the bad father. Mind you, I'm paying job support. Right. That's that's And what... they're over here all the time. Exactly. But I digress. Exactly. <laughs> so all that anxiety just killed me. Even now. I'm you know, this this was years ago. I'm you know what I mean? I've been yeah. divorcing out from her for what? Fourteen years or something like something like that, maybe yeah. or something. And still affects me to this day in some way, shape, or form. Not as much as it did before, mm. but still does every now and then. Mm. I have developed more of a nonchalant, I don't care attitude now because a lot of it had to do with my wife. She helps a lot with that because she's really like, yo, you're never going to make everybody happy. So who cares? Mm-hmm. Just do you. See, with the nonchalant attitude, though, I, um, I don't know. I'd be on the fence with that because it's like you can't care too much. And that's what I'm learning right now. Mm-hmm. I deal with anxiety as well. Right. But, like, you still have to care because you're still human. Not have to care what's, to the yeah, point where you, you have to, though. No, but you, you, not that you have, I'm not, I don't want to say you have to care, but you have to tend to your emotions. Like, it's not like just completely ignore how you feel and become a robot. But it's just like, maybe not dive too much into it and dwell on it too much. Perhaps. Maybe that's another angle to look at it from. And, and I haven't thought about it that way, so maybe I need to. But I personally just looked at it like, I don't have to deal with this if I don't want to. And that's that. Who actually really said I had to? Family? Because the way we were raised? Deal with who? The person or the emotion? The person or the, or the situation. Depending on what it is. It's, it's, it's subjective. Right. Every situation is different. Right. But minds in particular, because this is what we're talking about, minds at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't got to deal with it if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. My sister gave me anxiety for a thousand men mm-hmm. or women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't deal with her at all. Mm-hmm. It's my sister. I biologically inclined to love her. Mm-hmm. But me keeping my distance is me dealing with it. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with... Um... You know, if something is too much, like if something or someone is too much, uh, let's say, energy, mm-hmm. then yeah, if you got to take a step back to be in a healthy space mentally, then that's just what so, it is. So where would you say you've gotten your anxiety from? Where, when did you first notice that <laughs> um, you, know, you were very anxious? I mean, well, I was always, I don't want to say always, but like when it comes to like social life, I was always more... Uh, conservative because like when I was growing up I wasn't allowed to do much right so when it came to being with like friends and stuff like I ain't really know how to act and then I ain't gonna hold you though uh it was a lot of, it was comes from like betrayal and stuff like that too because mm-hmm. I shut down once somebody is ex funny towards me right like I I guess I'm like you like it's like you try me and I'm like all right, right. that's enough like, what's, what's your motive? <laughs> that's enough now yeah. I don't want to do this no more exactly what is your motive here? What is this? End, like, what is the end game here? So that actually um, 
from that. And I would say for family matters too. Like a lot of things that hit at once mm-hmm. kind of shut me down for like a long time. So a lot of people that maybe I went to school with or whatever, they'll mm-hmm. probably say, oh, I was a quiet kid and stuff like that. But I didn't always, I didn't start like that. Right. It was just life events that mm-hmm. happened. And then, but I didn't really know what anxiety was to like um, 2014. Mm. And um, I heard about it and I didn't really understand much about it. Mm. And I went to a therapist. That was my first therapist. Mm. And he was like, yeah, you probably dealing with anxiety or whatever. What do you think about the therapist? I mean, it made sense as soon as he said it. Like, I was just like, oh. But was he somebody that you actually like to talk to? Because um, I went through actually three therapists before I could actually find one that actually... Yeah, I'm on my... Th- one, two, three. I'm on my fourth one right now. Right. <laughs> I, I spoke to three before I find one that I was like, okay, I can talk to this person. And, and, and ironically, my therapist, the one that I love to talk to, was an Asian woman. Really? Mm-hmm. Because That is ironic. I wanted, I wanted to talk to somebody that didn't relate to me in any way, shape, or form. So I wanted an unbiased opinion. So right now I have a black female and I wanted somebody I could relate to. See, it's, it's different. <laughs> I don't. I don't want you to relate to me because you can agree. I want an unbiased opinion. I want you to be yeah. like, "Oh, girl, you know, I, I know what you're going through." Cause I'm going. No, I don't want any of that. I just want you to give me a professional, unbiased opinion. Well, I thought the same thing too when I first found a therapist. I was like, I just want somebody I could talk to, unbiased. Blah blah. Mm. That was the point of going to a therapist because, like, growing up, you talk to your, you talk to that maybe that one friend I had mm. or your family, right. but it wasn't really much discussion I could have with family. Right. And then friends weren't really understanding because it ain't too many people that deal with that. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand it my damn self, but they on some, their answer was, oh, go out, go have fun, go mm-hmm. have a drink. Like, right. that's not the answer to no. everything. So, um... I don't want my therapist to be my homie. I don't, I mean, my therapist is not necessarily my homie, but mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, I guess, I'm, I guess, like, the issues that are stemming right now are from unrelatability mm. like people rejecting me and stuff like that mm. to make you feel like oh okay is there something wrong with me so now i got like a black female like i ain't gotta explain stuff i had a white female therapist before and mm. i don't feel like we were seeing eye to eye right. like as far as um jargon mm-hmm. like i don't say i'm not saying she needed to be like but slang like you sometimes i just going to throw a word out or two because I'm just venting right. and I need you to understand what I'm saying. Like, exactly. I don't want to explain myself. Absolutely. And she was also a little bit older. So I remember explaining a story mm. and I was saying, like, yeah, like I sent a text and they didn't respond, something like that. Mm. And she was like, oh, well, you know, in my day, like, um, you know, people had to wait till somebody got to the got to their dorm room to call back. I'm like, girl, this, this like, true, I can care less about you today. That's not exactly. how it works nowadays. Exactly. Like exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still. I just I just been a couple sessions in with this lady. So far, mm-hmm. it's been all right. Right. Um, I'm not gonna guess it, but it's it's definitely better than for sure. Other people. She actually had to take uh medicine for anxiety because I actually had a a, a panic attack. So I, I I'm not I don't I'm not big on medicine I'm not big on medicine period mm-hmm. so I I can't say I don't like the idea of medicine for anxiety mm-hmm. but I'm not in favor of it for myself. I didn't like the medicine I was taking um, at the time it was years ago. This is what they uh, she told me I needed to take. I took it. First of all. I'm not sure if every anxiety medicine um, acts like this, but the one I was on was Lexapro. That actually took two weeks to even start kicking in. Two weeks? Yeah. 
And once it started kicking in, it just made me feel real weird. I didn't feel myself, and I didn't like that. At did all. it? Did it make you? Don't those things make you feel like more? Well, off like they're they're. If I'm not mistaken, they're they're. They're they're not they're like downers. In yeah, sense. yeah, exactly. Right. So it made me feel even more weird than I already felt as it is. Did she give you this off the rip? Like, how did that come no, about? No, no, no. It was after a few sessions. She was like, "Here, let me," because I had to explain to her like, "Yo, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. I can't think straight. Mm-hmm. My mind is racing. Mm-hmm. I'm a truck driver, so I need to be focused on what I'm doing. I can't. Um, I can never. I could barely speak a full sentence without stumbling over my words. Not because I have a stutter problem, but because I couldn't keep my thoughts straight mm-hmm. because my mind would literally act like a pinball machine. It was just bouncing off of things. Just Isn't that a right. weird feeling when your words don't come out right? It is. Yeah. I know what I want to say, but it's just not coming out. Yeah, I, I, that's to happened it. to me. It's hap- it actually happened just the other day, but right. go ahead. And then it, 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 it bothered me so much that I would get scared as I'm talking and then I would start to like want to cry. And I wouldn't even understand why. It's just, it's just so much. It was just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And... That's when she decided, okay, maybe we might need to give you some medicine mm-hmm. because the exercises that I were doing weren't helping right away. They weren't meant to help right away. It's meant to help in time. And I'm assuming not, not a physical exercise. Like, what type of exercise was she putting you on? <sighs> exercises like... Something late. Just it was late. things like maybe trying to read more, but read, read books that have nothing to do with necessarily with, with me, per se. So something to, to relax you? Yes. Okay. Right. Which, those things can help, but it's just at the time that I was so busy with work that I didn't have time to actually sit down and read. Most people don't have time to read. Right, and sit down and read a book. Right. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind doing it, but mm-hmm. I just didn't have the time to really do it. She wanted me to learn how to take in information that had nothing to do with my regular life. Because my regular life is what was driving me so insane. Right. So if I put my mind on something else that was just, like we said, unrelatable, mm-hmm. I could kind of focus on that a little bit more. Did and she ask she... you to do anything, like, creative or anything like that? Um... I believe so. It's been a long time, like mm-hmm. I said, so I, I, I don't remember everything, but she definitely did. She was good. I liked her a lot. I wish I could have talked to her even more, but unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I couldn't afford the sessions mm-hmm. uh, myself. But between my ex-wife and my sister and just life as a young father, I didn't have an issue being a father. I loved being a parent, you know, a dad to my daughters. It was it was easy. Yeah, that showed. Right. Financially was the part that, you know, ripped me a new asshole. You know what I'm saying? I just couldn't, I just didn't know I was going to do this. And then to have to have my own house at the age of 21 and then move back home with your with your mother. Mm-hmm. And then you're moving back home with your mother with a sister that you don't get along with. Mm-hmm. Every day was just like, I don't know how today's going to end. Whether it was going to be with me not here or something else because I had to keep thinking yo I gotta I gotta live for, the, for these two little girls but dealing, like I said dealing with my sister and dealing with their mom it's almost as if like them two were like double teaming up against me mm-hmm. and I could never win because everybody always seemed to kind of want to always take their side off of something mm-hmm. nobody wanted to listen to me and people who did listen felt like I had nothing to really you know be upset about or whatever so it was just like well F all of y'all then mm-hmm I gotta figure this out. So you didn't even find somebody that was kind of like in your corner, at least to listen to. Not really. And some of the people, some of the people that would listen to me, I felt like they were only just agreeing with me just because they were just my friends. I don't necessarily need you to agree with me at all times, but just kind of help me possibly see clearly. Mm -hmm. Or if I am doing something wrong, let me know, and I'll try to figure out how am I supposed to really do this. 
I mean, I don't know if you remember, but at one point, I was always spending more time at your parents' yeah. house. Yeah, I remember. Or, you know, Jack's crib. I would stay there all night until they pretty much was ready to kick me out before I would ever go home because I knew once I got in the house, that was it. I I would be driving home from work, and I'd be getting close to home, and I'd already start feeling like I couldn't breathe. Because mm. it's the tension. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I don't want to be here, I don't. I, but I have nowhere else to go. So, yeah. That so, stuff is real. so, after you had these sessions, then what was your solution after that? Like, you had to stop the sessions. And I don't think that's something that goes away. I don't no, think. it never went away. There was never no solution. It's just the sessions stopped, and I just had to take whatever I could take that I had that she's given me at the moment and try to keep applying it to my life. Honestly, it wasn't until I met my wife that things started getting better and she literally saved my life because one she helped me develop that whole like yo f them mm-hmm. you can't make everybody happy so there's no reason why you should be trying to make everybody happy and for the people who matter to you what you about what they think about you if they as long as they're cool then that's all that matters so until then f everybody else she's the one that kind of helped me rehabilitate everything like Yo, you really gotta start stop acting scared and stop like I needed to start putting my foot down and and handling these situations head on. I used to pretty much want to run away from them because I wasn't used to it. It wasn't me. I wasn't a confrontational person. And it wasn't the fact that I had to become one, but I just had to develop pretty much I just had to grow some more balls and be like, look, man, F this. I don't care what you do, what you say, like I'm I'm gonna figure out a way around this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, some of the best relief I've had was when I bought my house and I moved out of my mom's house. You had space. I had space. Mm. I can breathe more now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Now I have all the stress and anxiety of different things, but stress and anxiety that I kind of almost... But regular life stuff. Regular life stuff, like work, mm-hmm. kids. These are things that is, is always going to be there. You're never going to be able to escape any of that. Rational anxiety. Rational anxiety, exactly. <laughs> I can deal with that. Yeah. Some of these other things, nah, I folded. Yeah. I folded completely. Yeah, and it's definitely hurt when you when you feel like people don't understand your scenario. I mean, look at you. Didn't you move out for part part of those reasons also? I, I did. So I you, did. And did you feel like you can breathe a little bit easier? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Like exactly. I love going home every night. I don't care if I don't care how boring my life might get. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like going home and being able to like yes. Literally feel it in my head. Like, exactly. my my head could just chill. Yeah. It's good. Even here with me. When I come home from work at night, even though my kids can, you know, be kids and get them out of and stress me out, it's nothing compared to the stress and anxiety that I dealt with before that. And I love this every single day. It's mine. It's mm-hmm. not perfect, but it's mine. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, But for me, I have learned to... um. I don't know. It's hard because you never really find a perfect solution, but stuff that helps. Mm. I've uh, gotten a little bit better with meditation, mm. and I feel like that definitely helps, especially like to clear your mind. Mm. But the racing thoughts, the million jillion thoughts that be on your mind all at the same time, mm. and like I'm, uh, I like creative stuff, so me that too. that definitely helps me. I like vacationing. Yeah, vacation, vacation too. Vacation is a new bug that I caught that I really love. I mean, we, we me and my wife are going to Mexico coming up soon too, so I can't. Have you encountered anybody else that does with it too? 
Man, I don't know anybody who doesn't deal with it in some, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, I don't... I feel like everybody has some type of form of anxiety at I don't some point mean, or But I don't mean, like, the anxiety. Like, I think we all get a little anxious when it comes to, like, I need to find a job, I need to get money, blah, blah, But you talking about anxiety that's, like, crippling. I'm talking about, like, having that panic attack, like... Kenny don't even want to walk into the room. Like if I gotta do a a, a presentation at school or I mm-hmm. gotta go on a job interview, that's mm-hmm. regular stuff. Mm-hmm. We all deal with that. Right. But I'm talking about drop down, start crying, can't hold yourself type time. Like I don't know anybody else personally that's been like that or even like me personally. I don't know anybody. I know there's people out there, but I have not met anybody personally like that. Um. But yeah, it's it's I I think that's part of the reason why I had so much of an issue with it too is because nobody could really right. you know, help me or relate to me until mm-hmm. I started going to uh therapy and, and the only reason why I started going was just really because of um a friend of mine's which now that I think about it, the best advice he could ever give me was to was to go see a therapist. Nice. And most people at first like therapy, I don't even know damn therapy. Exactly. Either. Yo, when I got my first one, I kept it on the low. Me too. <laughs> no, I, I don't think anybody... My mom didn't even know I was even going for the first couple of months. It, it wasn't until maybe my last month going that she found out that's only because I needed her to watch the kids for me while I went. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, where was I going? And some way, somehow, I think I just slipped up and said mm-hmm. something. I, I didn't even mean to. It just it just came out. That's why I said it for safety precautions. I told, right. I believe, my mom, my sister, and then I think like a close friend. Mm-hmm. That was about it. Just so they knew where I was at. Right. And then just that one friend I trusted with the information. Yeah. I didn't want anybody to go. I mean, anybody to know. Mm. But I started realizing that it's, it's not a bad thing, man. It's, it's, you don't have to go see a therapist because something's wrong with you. Yeah. You can go just because you want to keep your brain healthy. Like the same way you exercise to keep your muscles strong and, and healthy, do the same thing for your brain. Yeah. You can exercise your brain by going to see, you know, some, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. Absolutely. We all need somebody to talk to. It's Who's not, not your, it's your not, friend necessarily. Yeah, you know? it's not good to keep that stuff in. Right. So, so what do you have to, do you have, can you say anything to like other black men that don't deal with their mental health? I would definitely go see somebody. Even if you think there's nothing wrong with you. You'd be amazed at the information that you're going to pack just from talking. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, so recently, I don't want to get into too much detail, so mm-hmm. I've been doing well a lot this year, mm-hmm. and... Why you don't want to get into no details? This is the place to talk about it. I don't know, probably because I'm still kind of... figure it out? Yeah, and because I don't want people in my business. That's your business to put out. <laughs> my bad, <laughs> But, mm-hmm. um, so, I don't know, so I was dealing with it a lot, and, um... I recently put together how, like, like I know I keep going through the same type of situations and um, a lot of cyclical stuff. You know, they say you keep dealing with it until you mm-hmm. actually deal with it or, I guess, find a solution or whatever. Right. But I'm trying to figure out why do I always end up in this scenario? Like, is it regular? Especially, like, when it comes to outgrowing people. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's regular, but, like, to what degree? Like, are you just going to keep outgrowing everybody or certain people got to stay around or what? Mm. But anyways, um, so it finally hit me. So there was a, a scenario that happened, right? Minor scenario. Like, if I stay here and tell you, you're going to be like, okay, what's the big deal? Mm. And I told, because I told like one or two people and they're kind of like, what? 
And then they when they start asking follow up questions, then they're mm. kind of like, okay, I kind of see where you're coming from, mm. but is it still that some people think it's a big deal, some people don't, and mm. I'm just like, it's not a big deal, but it kind of is to me. And mm. I finally realized mm. that it's a big deal because of stuff that has happened in my past, mm. and when it did happen in the past, it wasn't a good result. Mm. But I never realized like how frequently and mm. how much it had happened. Right. Like until. You know, I started dealing with my... Yeah. I'm with you. I agree a thousand... Listen, I didn't realize why and how it affected me with me, like I said before, with me purchasing something for myself. Mm -hmm. I just felt guilty because I always thought, man, I I could get this for them. But I never understood why. It wasn't until dealing with my wife one day, I asked her to buy me something online. I forget exactly what it was, but... She said to me, why don't you do it? <laughs> and I got an attitude with her, like, you've always done it for me up until this point. What's the right? What's the problem? And just through t- arguing with her about it, and I thought about it, I was like, well, she's kind of right. Why don't I just do it? Right. And when I went to go do it, I couldn't do it. I couldn't understand why. I just couldn't do it. I felt guilty, so much so that it, it hurt my soul. Mm-hmm. I was like, I work hard every day. I try to do the best that I could and be a good person. I'm not perfect, but I, I, don't, I don't understand why do I feel so bad about doing something for myself. And then it, it just it dawned on me. I just remember hearing their mother's voice in my head, always on some... Crazy, right? Yeah, on some... Right. And I was like, that's why. <laughs> yeah. And when I finally figured it out and I said something to my wife and she was like, see? She's like, I could have told you that. I said, why didn't you? She's like, you needed to figure it out on your own. Oh, Wow. And she said she figured it out just from having conversations with her, just from me venting to her about certain things. Mm-hmm. I just needed somebody to talk to mm-hmm. who would listen. Right. Well, Soulful Family, we learned a lot from Cousin Mike and his anxiety. Stay tuned for future guests that'll bring up anxiety attacks and even depression. Until next time. <laughs>